You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It would be foolish to uh, move on with this show and pretend nothing's going on in the world, but a horrifying discovery in Kamloops, B.C., at the grounds of a former residential school has given me pause, and it's been on my mind a lot for the past week. Uh, The discovery of 215 bodies at the site of the residential school, some as young as three years old. And uh, Ty, I, I know that, and it was talked about last year, a lot of Canadians will look to the United States and Ah, they've got their problems there as far as racism goes. But maybe mm-hmm. this is the moment where Canadians are maybe forced to look into the mirror a little bit and finally face the reality of this nation's past. Yeah, it's not a huge secret, I wouldn't I wouldn't think. However, you know, in high school we never re- we never learned about residential schools. Uh, you know, grade 12 history was strictly Canadian history. And it was, I, I don't remember a single mention of them. Um, I'm, I'm sure in the native studies class, it was a huge part of it. Uh, but it wasn't some, it's not something that, you know, is, is really talked about in schools. Um, you know, growing up in Lloyd, where I did, you know, it was a point of, I don't, I don't want to say a point of discussion, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hidden it it was talked about you know right when when stuff came up about systemic racism and stuff like that and you know when i was 12 13 years old i had no idea what that was um you know and people are gonna look at this and and like you said they, they looked at they look at the states and think that that kind of stuff doesn't happen here this has been happening here for 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 hundreds of years well, and the you the know, last residential school closed down only twenty five years ago. Nineteen ninety six. It's know, not and, ancient. And I I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'm just going to add it to the list of reasons why I don't like a certain organization. Um, but it it's just crazy to think that yeah, like you said, nineteen ninety six, twenty five years when the last one closed down and if stuff like this was going on, you know, in Kamloops and they find these 215, like how many more are there? Like there, it's disgusting. It's a, we should be ashamed that it happened. Um, and you know, people are, like you said, they, they just don't see it or that they didn't know, or, you know, they don't think it happens here. It definitely happens here. Uh, and you know, if you don't, you know, learn your history and, and learn from it, learn learn about it, and learn from it. Then you're doomed to repeat it. You know, as the old saying goes. But it, and God, I hope that doesn't it isn't true and doesn't happen. But you know, so, something needs to to be fixed for sure. Indigenous people will tell you that this is not a surprise. Nope. That they have been telling us, mm-hmm. and uh, and and nobody wanted to listen. Yeah. And and you know, be, 
being tragically hip fans, and I don't want to make it seem like that. That's a that's a huge that's a that's the reason, but it's one of the reasons that that I knew about it was because Gordani was such an advocate. Yeah, the 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 work and advocacy he did right until the very end is mm-hmm. commendable. I mean, the, the Secret Path Project, like I I know it's a, it's a work of art, but man, that that's an educational piece. Hundred percent. That that entire thing and. This could be just the beginning. There's going to be a lot of soul searching and uh, looking in the mirror a little bit over the next mm-hmm. little while for everyone across Canada. And and don't say, oh, it wasn't me. You know, don't don't make me feel bad. But you can be part of the change. And mm-hmm. and there, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having empathy either. Absolutely. Um, I did post a link in the the show prep here. Uh, The government in Canada did have the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. We know that Mm -hmm. government stuff takes (laughs) a long time. (laughs) It takes decades. Um, They came out with a report with 94 calls to action. I think every Canadian can begin with listening and learning. And even if you just read through... This list, if you just deliver Truth and Rec or Google uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action, there's 94 of them. Just read through them and maybe uh, Mm -hmm. we we can start with little things because it starts, I believe, from the top down. But if the people at the bottom, like you and me, make some changes, it can really inspire true change in Canada. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook, this episode of Tune Out is brought to you by Park Power. Your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. They offer internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Ty knows me. I love to pinch a penny. <laughs> yeah, you can tur- you would turn a penny into a dime. Yeah. <laughs> in Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. And Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no obligations comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you're helping to give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Before we get too far away from that Park Power promo, can we both <laughs> admit that we just turned off our air conditioning to record this podcast? So the people have to be very appreciative. <laughs> yeah, so high of 30 today. I was looking at the Okanagan. They're like 32, 33. Yeah, this is not our weather, man. <laughs> no. Um, I turned my AC to 16 yesterday. It never got close. Uh, oh, it just ran yeah. nonstop then. Yeah, I had to turn it down to 21. I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to blow this thing up. It's going to freeze up. Um, 
like even like I, <laughs> it wasn't windy enough to run the farmer air conditioning yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I would get I got it down to like twenty two, and then I had to start doing stuff to get ready to go back to work. And of course, me just moving around the condo because I I have cultivated so much mass over the past year. Uh, it was just <laughs> that warms it up as well, and it's just like, oh my god, this sucks. I went for a walk yesterday afternoon. What a stupid decision! Like. <laughs> Part of part of it was punishing myself because I, I set my alarm for eight, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. "I'll go before it really heats up." Mm-hmm. Then I just turned my alarm off and slept till ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you went you went walking in the heat of the day. Yeah, exactly. Right in the the thick of it, like right in the afternoon, two o'clock. How much baby powder? <laughs> I don't know how I prevented the chafing because. Oh, I tell man. you what, I do not have the thigh gap. <laughs> no. <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> there it is, the name for the Edmonton Football Club. And here on out, we can now not stumble on our words, and we can call them the Edmonton Elks. It was sort of a surprise on Tuesday. I, I think... News came out at like 9 a.m. saying, hey, we got a mm-hmm. press conference in an hour. We hope you can join us. <laughs> and we, we all knew exactly what it was. Yeah, exactly. So there it was, the reveal. How are you feeling, Ty? Uh, not surprised in the least. I think this was the only option out of that list. It, it's really the lesser yeah. of all the evils. It's not great, uh, although I do enjoy the antlers. And they're antlers. They're not horns. Who's ever running the social media account needs to be fired ASAP. Uh, I do enjoy the antlers on the helmet. Uh, you know, I'm sure when they change their colors to purple and white in a couple of years, the beer gardens at the <laughs> at the football games will be unreal. Um, you know, the plural of elk is elk to a point unless there's like you know a, a large number of them and then like elks is is technically you're able to use it but it just sounds wrong i've never said that word <laughs> in my life unless i'm referring to the like the elks hall maybe it's because i don't know why because i've always said you know a herd of elk you know mm-hmm. th- th- that's what i'll it's say it's like a flock it's like a flock of cows <laughs> I guess the team had consulted with people from the Oxford Dictionary, linguistics Mm -hmm. professors at the University of Alberta. So before anyone says, oh, this is grammatically incorrect. Yeah, stay hot, Mark Spector. (laughs) There are people I'm betting that are probably a little bit more, more smarter. See? Like, I, I can't even... I, how can that's I criticize a, it when I just said that's more a, smarter? That's a, that's so, a tough look. <laughs> so I, I'm okay with it, but you're right. I, I, I haven't really used elks in my regular vocabulary, but for some reason, when it comes to the team, I, well, I think it's it like the cool. maple leafs, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm kind of... I'm kind of blown away that there's really not much use of the double E logo mm-hmm. that we've known since the the late 40s. Well, so this is the part that gets me is that they wanted it, they wanted the the name to still be an E so they could 
still use the double E. I know. Because it'd be cheaper and it makes more sense and, and all the history. And then they come up with a new primary logo. Yeah, that's what's kind of surprising <laughs> to me. <laughs> makes zero sense. It's about a 30-minute drive from downtown Edmonton, Elk Island National Park, um, Elk Antlers. That's what I first learned growing up as a kid, identifying caribou and elk. Uh, the, the big outline of a, a caribou antler is a C, and when it comes mm -hmm. to elk, there's the E right in the antler. Um, elk are not the most friendly animal people think they are. They'll mm -hmm. walk up to a 700-pound elk in the Canadian Rockies in the middle of rutting season, and then they're surprised when that bull elk puts down its head and it, takes a charge. It's like, it's like that, <laughs> it's like that uh, Funniest Home video when the guy sprays dough urine on himself. <laughs> do you remember that? It was like back in the 90s. I do. And the buck shows up and just kicks the crap out of him. <laughs> Like these things charge vehicles. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not making that up. Parks Canada has posted yeah. holes in the side of their I'll trucks take, from these things. I'll <laughs> take my chance with a black bear. Yeah, a hundred percent. And cow elk this time of year get near their young and tell me that they're a friendly, a friendly animal mm -hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> they are not. All that being said, I thought the reveal was very cool. I. Uh, the yeah. video was well done, and I, I know you probably would have rather to have had a, a true event, uh, you know what I mean, with fans in attendance, but... Like like the Atlantic Schooners? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which... Damn. I mean, both of, <laughs> both both name reveals got spoiled. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We might, we might have broke, we might have broke the Schooners news, actually. Because we were like one of the first people in there. It was on the screen in the schooner's room. Yeah, yeah. And then about eight thirty yesterday morning, I saw the new I saw the new Edmonton Elks merch already. I'm like, huh? I wonder what this press conference is about. I I, I think it's going to take me a little bit to get used to the logo, you know, because I always look at the the CFL logos blocky. as a whole. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you got the B C, the the S, the W, the A, the R, the all of the C F L logos. The C K O. No, <laughs> they all fit together. But this new one, and it was created in 2021, so <laughs> it, it's modern. It's 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 fresh. Mm -hmm. It's it's quite simple. Um, It'll take a little bit I'm to sure get used to. Hate. My my concern is that it still is going to hit the team in the pocketbook. Oh, to a point, absolutely. I just don't know if it's going to sell new tickets, and that's unfortunate. I don't know if you know a name change would sell more tickets. I think I think with. You know, you could. I guess we call this a rebranding, yep. more or less. Uh, you know, they they should they should get some money off of merch, and and you know, maybe with that with that logo, it, it's a little cooler than just a double E. Although I do appreciate the double E. Like, I mean, it's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. You know, but 
let's be honest, kids have a short attention span. If they see something they like, they're more likely to gravitate to it. And if a kid likes that logo and it gets them a couple more customers, I mean, that's not a bad thing either. But I think merch is going to be, merch is going to make them way more money than, you know, new ticket, like new season holders because of a name change. That's a good point because the marketing team in Edmonton was always sort of handcuffed. If they if they don't make that if they don't make that alcoholic shirt, you like, know what? During the radically I, Canadian years, I think they would have. Our but, balls are bigger. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it's like the attitude era, right? It's the attitude yeah. era of the CFL. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like I remember going to games yeah. as a kid at that time. Every game basically had a streaker, like. Yeah, it, it was the bar that that that's what the stadium was—the bar where kids were allowed. And now they're yeah. trying to create the family atmosphere, which like, I get. It was like the bar in Marshall. As long as the kids sat in the corner and didn't yeah. bother anybody, nobody cared. Because <laughs> you know what? I was that kid. <laughs> For so many years, they couldn't really have much mer- merchandise they had to make up a polar bear and a big old football so i, I don't know if mm-hmm. those mascots are going to stick around or if they're going to have a brand new one if they're going to have three mascots dude. but now dude hear what? me out okay calgary has the horse yeah Right, like, you're telling me an elk at the side. Colorado, Colorado has a has a buffalo. Like the University of Colorado has a buffalo. The University of Georgia has a bulldog. You know, Texas has a longhorn. Just hear me out on this. Tell me if I'm out to lunch. But after touchdowns, we let the elk just run wild down the sidelines. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How many people try to ride it? Oh, this is just a terrible idea. That's what makes it so good, Travis. <laughs> they have to have novelty foam horns, antlers uh, for the kids. They, they, they can do they all sorts of stuff. They should actually have antlers attached to the helmet, like a jackalope, <laughs> instead of just the stickers. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this, and I'm pretty sure Edmonton fans mm-hmm. are just happy to see this over. Yeah, I, I think you know you get inundated with you know the the polls and all this stuff. Yeah, that you know they're trying to keep it in the news because they haven't decided yet, and they want to give you updates. But like, until you know, don't like we don't need an update every week that nothing has happened. Yeah, uh, is it like you said? They're just happy that it's done. You know, they've got a new logo. Uh, the helmets are unreal. I think they're awesome. Um, you know, and and with the way Albert, the way that uh, you know Jason Kenny in these last couple of press conferences has been, and the way the numbers are going nationally, I mean, there is excitement. There is a reason to like you know they come up with this name, the new gear, and all that stuff. And we got a real good chance of seeing some football, and I think that's going to make people even more excited about this. All right, let, let's talk about that right now. Um, I think that the team must be pretty confident that they're going to be on the field in August mm-hmm. if they went ahead with the announcement, right? Like, I, I know that they I probably so, yep. they probably had a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross to get all of the branding done so they could finally make the announcement. But I'm guessing they mm-hmm. also wanted to be sure that they were actually going to be able to wear this stuff on the field yeah. and 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 play like in it it's kind of like a snowball effect right like right you right. take the momentum from this 
roll it into training camp. Although we're probably not going to see preseason games, but there's still going to be there's still going to be some news coming out of training camps. So they're probably they're going to run a lot more scrim, inter, intra squad scrimmages and stuff like that. That news will get rolling, and it's just going to snowball. And come August, you know, we haven't had football, and you know there hasn't been fans in Mosaic for over 500 days. Wow. Right, and that 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 like so it's going to be. You know, almost two years, or not almost two. Yeah, it'd be just under two years, I guess, right? Like about what, fifteen months, mm-hmm. or sixteen months, or whatever it is since we've seen a live CFL game. And and you know, if they can just keep that momentum rolling and roll it into that into that home opener, where you know, Jason Kenny mentioned having full capacity, uh, and I mean full capacity at, at Commonwealth. I mean, they're not going to. I don't think they get sixty thousand, yeah. but it would be awesome. You know. It would be unreal. I thirty five, forty thousand on that opening night. Yeah, I uh, would feel like a million people. Yeah, it would be uh, November twenty nineteen, the last CFL game. So I guess by yeah. the time games happen again, it's right around nineteen twenty months since. Yeah, I'm not a math guy. Since a, a Canadian football game. Did you notice though how many people were were talking about this name change, like? All of a sudden, it just seemed like a, a switch flipped. Everyone's talking Canadian football again, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm fine with either yeah, side of the coin the because comments. they're talking. They're talking. Yeah, any press is good press, right? I I don't know if the schedule is ready to go, but it's time it's be close. to capitalize on on the buzz and release I, that I schedule. Think, that's that's got to come out before before the quarantine. Yeah. In my eyes. Right, you keep this news cycle kind of just chugging along, you know, sometime, you know, second third week of June schedule comes out, you know, and then you have your July 2nd quarantine start date for training camp. Well, I mean, you have guys arriving, uh, you know, you have chances to, you know, maybe not interview in person, but on Zoom and and get get some stories uh, started and cultivating that, and then you know, tenth the tenth camp starts. You've got a month of camp stories and all that, and cuts, and you know, fights at camp, and coaching decisions, and all this stuff. And then August comes, and you're into the regular season. I mean, there's a chance here to really just keep this momentum going, uh, which is something that the CFL needs after not playing for an entire season. Yeah, uh, you know, to, to stay relevant or to become relevant again. This came from TSN's Farhan Lalji. It was May 26th, talking about the quarantine starting July 2nd, camps starting July 10th. Yeah, no preseason games, but uh, getting back onto the field for August 5th. If things keep going the way... I I, I love intra-squad scrimmages. They're my favorite thing (laughs) in the world. If things keep going the way they're going, it's... Like, if you listened to this show <laughs> just every two weeks for the last little while, it's like, oh, we got some hope. Oh, we don't have any hope. Oh, look at that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You had hope. <laughs> okay, Ty. I've noticed the change in tone from you. You seem to believe mm-hmm. that August 5th could happen. Hundred, I, I, I am. I've drank the Kool Aid. You're in. Uh, you know the mic. The microchip is activated. I've got five G now. 
I'm getting all the latest news. <laughs> um, right to you know, your head. Automatic updates. Yeah, automatic updates. I can't sleep at night because they just don't shut up. <laughs> Stuck a magnet on my arm. It's definitely in there. So Idiots. you're going back to work in BC and you have noticed yeah. that or you have said you want to book the first week of August off. Is is that a yeah. coincidence? Do you got something going on or what? <laughs> a, a complete coincidence. I uh, figured work for two straight months, come back home, uh, get my tooth fixed that I can't get fixed before I leave. Uh, beer doesn't taste good right now, so that's fun for me. Definitely need that fixed. Uh, and, and I'm eligible for my second dose on the July 5th. And I don't want to go much longer than the first week in August, second week in August, uh, just because that 16-week window. So that puts me at about 12 or 13. I can get that done. I don't want to get my shot in camp and feel like crap on a crap bed with really bad TV. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather do that at home. <laughs> and hopefully go to uh, a Rough Rider game. That That's that's the opposite direction of where I got to go. Ah, whatever. <laughs> but maybe. Life fight. Depending on... <laughs> Like if they would release a schedule, I might be able to push it back a week. That that schedule is going to be really interesting because all signs point to Ontario teams starting on the road, but also the BC mm -hmm. Lions starting on the road. Mm -hmm. We've already seen about twenty five hundred fans in the stands in Montreal, so you got to assume mm -hmm. that more fans than that will be allowed at Alouette games. Um, the Lions have been discussing with BC Place on seating plans, hopefully to get 4,500 fans in the stands at some point. And you already said it. You, you contrast that with Alberta, who's hoping to have full stadiums by the time August rolls around. I, I don't think it's real. And, and who knows? The, the situations are going to change so drastically in Ontario and BC by the time yeah, yeah. that the regular season rolls around that, that these plans could be amended to make it, you know, 10,000. Right, something like, or we could just, or or we could be full capacity. Like, who knows? Like the seven day average in Ontario has dropped below a thousand new cases per day for the first time since November. Wow, that's like <laughs> that's that's nuts. That's a long time. The national yeah. numbers plummeting for cases. Like you know, with the vaccine rollout, uh, people somewhat start following rules still. Uh, you know, to a point, I mean, I don't think everybody's locked in their houses anymore. No. Uh, you know, that, those, those, for, I think everybody was a lot more scared to this thing, you know, in those first two months than we are now. Uh, and maybe that's just desensitization as well. But, you know, case numbers across country are coming down. Hospitalizations are coming down. It, it, we're looking up. And, you know, I know they have to have this plan right now because of the way the numbers are, but come, you know, July, Ontario and BC could, look at this completely differently depending on how things if things keep trending this way it could be it's a completely different look in two months realistically by august just say alberta and saskatchewan are free for all letting it letting it all go letting all the fans in it could be mm -hmm. the only ticket in town and i i don't even know if the blue jays are going to be allowed to play in canada all this season Never mind the Raptors. Uh, yeah, it. I, I think it depends on what happens with the NHL for the Jays. Right, right. Because if that North Division team 
doesn't have to go to a neutral city in the States and they allow teams to come here for four days to play two hockey games. Yeah. And they won't let the Jays do that. The Jays are going to file a grievance with the federal government. That Yeah, that's a, that's a big point when it, it comes to the playoffs. So The CFL could be the first big gatherings of its kind in this country. And part of me thinks... Uh, stampede Rodeo. Stampede's going, no question. And if Alberta has to shut down after, they'll cross that bridge when they get yeah, to they it. They said Stampede is going. They, they said the Chucks aren't happening. So, yeah, but Lloyd has a nine-day show in July on the same date, so who cares? And uh, I, I don't know. The CFL's got a great opportunity here w- with the way that mm-hmm. they're going to be starting, hopefully, if things go according to plan. I don't know if it's realistic yeah. to... Expect that it's just going to sell out, though. Uh, there, let's face it. No, but I think the I think the numbers are going to be better than you know a game in, in in October between you know Edmonton and a two and ten Ottawa team. Yeah, right. Like you're going to get there's people haven't done anything. People are going to go. Yeah, and if and you know prices aren't stupid for CFL games either, which helps when people don't have a lot of disposable income right now. That's where I was going. It there, There's still going to be people that are going to be hesitant, so I, I don't know what the attendance mm-hmm. numbers are going to look like. There's still going to be a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. There's going to be that group of people that are desperate to just do anything, and maybe yeah. they will go to a game because it finally is something to do and something uh, to leave the house for. Another thing is uh, this, this, this situation has affected a lot of people in uh, – in the bank account. So who mm-hmm. who knows how many tech tickets they can truly sell, but hopefully the league can capitalize on the crowd. And I know it may sound selfish, but on the crowd that wants to get out there and just do absolutely anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, not only get out there and do it, but an escape for three hours. Yeah. Or, you know, they're not, they're not worrying about, uh, you know, if they're going to have a job in them, well, I mean, maybe not that drastic, but like, you know, how work is going, how their, their life has been turned upside down this past year and a bit. Uh, you know, I, I know people who have four kids that have been stuck in their house with their four kids for a year. And it's like, we've made a huge mistake <laughs> having four. This was stupid. <laughs> Uh, you know, but like, just get out of the house, a mental break, uh, you know, something that, you know, takes your mind off stuff and, and just, you know, makes you happy and gets you out of the house and, and, you know, uh, you know, the social aspect of, you know, a community, uh, you know, there's a reason that the life expectancy is longer when a human being lives in a community is because that socialization is such a big part of, you know, and we call it mental health, but I'm with Tony Real on this, that mental health is just health. It's, it's part of being healthy. Uh, you know, it, we we separate it because you know nobody talks about it so we need to bring bring it to light but i mean to to not include that in in you know just your overall health is foolish we need people in the stadium in edmonton to beef up that 50-50 i think i think for the first few weeks they should have nobody win it just draw a fake number <laughs> so then you know by the third or fourth game it's like a 8 million dollar 50-50 <laughs> and and they've and they've they've made their money back from last year Oh, that just embezzle it, just embezzle it right back in. You know what, man? 
That's actually a solid point because I, I truly believe in Edmonton. They could probably fund the entire league just off of half of the 50-50 yeah. <laughs> winnings. And I, I well, know half would, of it yeah. goes to amateur football, but <laughs> I, I love that. But idea. I mean, yeah, I, I'm all about I'm all about breaking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of veterans that have signed with their or re-signed with their respective franchises. The first one being Mike Filer, center, mm-hmm. re-signing in Hamilton. He's the longest-serving Tiger Cat. He's been there since 2012. Tenth year in the Hammer, ninth season. That's a that's a big one. Returning to Hamilton's offensive line. And four of the last five years, he's played all 18 games. So just steady Eddie on that offensive line, which is a huge part of their success. Yeah, one of the uh, Iron Men in the CFL. And we're going to, we got to mm-hmm. mention McBeth here. McLeod Bethel Thompson re signing in Toronto. That makes it five quarterbacks on the roster going into camp. For a team that doesn't want to play. <laughs> oh. I. I... <laughs> Or an ownership group that doesn't want to play. I got to feel bad for Argo fans. I, like for Argo fan, <laughs> they're they're a passionate group, and a lot of them are sort of spread out over the greater Toronto area. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to pretend I know the whole situation in Toronto. If, if I did, maybe I'd be the guy that would have a full BMO field there. But that fan base, you know, is just getting dragged over the coals. They're going to get slammed. Their ownership group doesn't want to yeah. play. Allegedly, people have tried to blame Montreal as well. And to me, that's got to be on Ambrosi, no? To, to sell to some guys that really... <laughs> Had no desire to play last year or this year. That's that's what hearsay says. When there were actually mm-hmm. some local ownership groups who wanted to buy the Alouettes and wanted to have the team success and succeed in Montreal as a part of the Canadian Football League. Wow! To 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 have these two franchises, you know, hold up the rest of the seven. <laughs> I got to shake my head at that, man. But I, I think, yes, to, to a point. And then you think, you know, people in Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan are just so used to Toronto or to Ontario screwing them over in their heads <laughs> that yeah. it doesn't come as a huge surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, he he's a guy that has shown that he can get out there and make some plays. And with... The team that they have on paper right now, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to go with Nick Arbuckle to start the season, but to have a, a nice little one-two punch there, there's CFL experience because they also have uh, Antonio Pipkin on the roster too. It's going to be a really interesting training camp in Toronto for, for a lot of reasons. Well, uh, and we look at 2019. McLeod Bethel-Thompson third in passing yards. Uh, you know, he led the league in touchdowns. His interception percentage is only 2.6. He went 26-13 for TD interception. Like, he had a really good year. Uh, 
so I don't know if you know Nick Arbuckle is just going to be handed that job. He might have to fight uh, for it. You're right. I I would think so. Looking at number, like it just makes like you can't take away. I mean, them having this year off or last year off that. Who knows? That might just kill this whole thing where McLeod comes into camp and it's just, he's not the same McLeod Bethel Thompson we've seen. The guy's got a great arm. You know, he, he's averaging eight, he averaged eight point two yards uh, in twenty nineteen last season. His quarterback finishing nineteen ninety nine point three. Uh, but I mean, two to one TD to interception ratio. That's really that's pretty good. The interception percentage is really low. Completion percentages in the topper or is in the upper half. Like I mean, they're. This guy finished third in passing yards last in, in the last season. I just I don't see them just taking the job away. He from He definitely him. flew under the radar a little bit. They had a historically bad defense. Oh my god! <laughs> in 2019, like it, I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> like that's that's actually crazy to think that he led the league. In touchdown passes in 2019, he only had 13 starts. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't play the mm-hmm. the full 18 games, but he made it happen for the Argos. Man, that's yeah. uh 2019 feels like about a decade ago. That I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So they were third high. They were third highest in yards allowed per game. They allowed 36 touchdowns. They only had well thirty five sacks. I mean, it's not bad. Like, oh boy, like this is just passing. <laughs> they were allowing three hundred and seven passing yards per game. Per game, Montreal was at three hundred and sixteen point one, and everybody talks about how good they were <laughs> because the offense covered up a lot. Like, what are we talking about here? I, I would like to see the stats even before and after Labor Day because. When did Chamberlain get fired? Were they 0 and 8? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it was a uh, a brutal season that I'm sure Argo fans want to forget about. Toronto did lead was last in the league with 118 yards allowed on the ground and 151 first downs. Ooh. <laughs> And I don't think they had much of a rushing game, did they? Let's see here. Yards per game. Toronto, second last, 73.6. They only scored five rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Were they all five QB sneaks? <laughs> they very well could have been. Oh. The only team that was lower than them in uh, total yards was Calgary. Interesting. And Cal- and Calgary still scored 11 rushing wow. touchdowns. That is a time machine. It almost feels like we're starting from square one this year, doesn't it? A little bit. Um, you know, that's going to feel like we've never seen this before. I know. Gonna... <laughs> I, I'm. Uh... It's, it's going to be like slam ball. It's going to be wild. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get used to podcasting more often again, and I, I don't know if I'm ready for it. Man, but I don't know what's going to happen. With your, with your work schedule and my work schedule, but we'll figure it out. I mean, got to give the people what they want. Oh yeah, we still got fourteen listeners to uh, to serve, mm-hmm. including my mother. <laughs> Can I just say this though? There is nobody on the planet that has more fun during your request show than me and you. Yeah, you know what? 
We've been having a blast celebrating yeah. uh, the Canadian classics too. Hey, anybody who doesn't know how to get songs on the radio, if you if you request CanCon, they usually play it because they kind of have to. Pro tip yeah. from a pro <laughs> song requester. It also helps to know the host. Yeah, it, it it helps. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB. And at ATB, we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough. Because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. Well, there it is. Another episode of Two and Out. By the next episode, we should know if we won a Canadian Podcast Award. So we'll know who was the actual winner. Well, we'll see. Yeah, because I, I think we're going to be the bridesmaids again. What do you think? That's perfect. Because <laughs> the bridesmaids always have way more fun at the wedding than the bride does. They do. That is 100% true. <laughs> rate review subscribe on your favorite podcatcher we'll talk to you again soon thanks for listening find more great shows like this at cf pod network on twitter